0: Hello and welcome back to Kindled. I'm your host Haley. Today I am bringing you a conversation that I had with my friend Dave Jenkins over on his show equipping you in grace and Dave was kind enough to let me replay the audio from our conversation that aired first on his show over here on my podcast. So this is a conversation we had on the If Gathering and uh, you'll hear all about my experience with If Gathering and uh, personal anecdotes, um, what I experienced and saw from the event when I watched uh, multiple years in a row several years ago, Um, but it also includes updated information on some of the speakers who will be at this year's event, Um, but just broader concerns about the the whole ministry and uh, organization, I guess you could say. So with that, I will get right into my conversation with Dave Jenkins on the IF Gathering. All right,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the Equip You and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And with us today is a return guest, Haley Williams. Haley, welcome to the show, sister.
0: Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me back.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you. Can you just, uh, I think it's been maybe a year now since we've had you on. Can you catch us up on what's been happening in your life, marriage, ministry, and what are you working on ministry project-wise?
0: Sure. Um, Well, I'm in the season of really busy motherhood. Uh, The latest update is that we started homeschooling this semester, just right after Christmas, and so I'm homeschooling my nine, seven, and four year old. So that has become really my primary focus and ministry, and I could not be happier. Um I am still doing my podcast kindled just at a little bit of a slower pace since, you know, homeschool is um, definitely taking the bulk of my time and energy. But, yeah, it's just a really good season. And then we announced uh, or announced that we are expecting our fourth daughter. Uh, This fall, um, or really kind of late summer. And so we're really excited about that. But yeah, it's just a, I don't know, a full and busy and really good, good season of life. So it's going great. Yeah. And then as far, you know, I've stayed active on Instagram. That's where I like to stir the pot all as always and, you know, bring up whatever's going through my mind. So we've been having a lot of fun with the Taylor Swift conversation over there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's a whole nother uh can mm-hmm. of worms maybe we mm-hmm. should talk about that another time but, yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: well well i know today we're going <laughs> to talk about the if gathering mm-hmm. and this is a this is a whole movement um and uh Haley has a lot of thoughts a lot of research that she's done um um what well, can you tell us about the you know what the if gathering is and the purpose of it and those things
0: mm-hmm Yeah, so this is actually the 10th year of the IF Gathering. This 2024 event is is 10 years since since it began. And it is the kind of brainchild of Jenny Allen who uh, founded it. And and the inspiration for it was the question, if God is real, then what? And so that was the premise for this ministry and this organization that has really launched and, and become a um, international ministry and organization. It's um, women from all over the world travel to if gathering. It is huge. It is popular. It's very mainstream. It's sold out this year. I think it has sold out the last number, you know, few number of years that I've seen. Um, and it's just it really seems to be growing. It's growing in popularity and uh, and reach. And so I think that many Christian women have heard of it. It's also being not only can you attend in in real time and at the event itself, but it is live streamed at local churches all over really the world. Uh, and so, you know, even in my city a few years ago, when I was watching the if gathering every year, I went to a local church, saw it live streamed, attended, you know, they have discussion groups that kind of correlate with the, um, speakers as you're watching. And so they're doing a very good job with the promotion and marketing and kind of outreach for this event. So it's very, um, yeah, it's just really big. And I, I think a lot of Christian women have heard of it, even if they're not really totally sure what it is. Like uh, the name is just pretty big. And then they also have some um, resources for localizing if, and and that just means like d- resources for neighborhood discussion groups, um, that sort of thing that I also used to participate in. So that's kind of what it is in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's really good. So You know, what are some positives about the If Gathering that you have before we get to the, you know, the concerns?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think starting off, Jenny Allen just seems to be a very sweet and genuinely kind person. Um, I don't think that she is like ill-willed or seeking to mislead anyone with her events. I think she really believes that she is doing God's work and she is serving the, you know, the body of Christ and bringing people together to kind of ask that question if god is real then what do we do about it um and and so i i want to say that up front like uh anything that we're going to critique today is not um you know an implication that she is dishonest or seeking to deceive or mislead um i i don't doubt her salvation you know i don't doubt that she has a a good desire there i, I just think there's a lot of There's a lot of uh, misguided, you know, stuff kind of going on that we'll talk about later. But um, the other big positive I'll say is that the local events, um, the, I should say, more of the resources for neighborhood discussion groups, uh, it was was called if local, like if colon local. So I used to participate in that and I actually learned about it through if gathering, of course. Uh, And what it was, was they would provide monthly discussion prompts and cards where you could print off these conversation starters, questions that you would like turn over on the table. You would invite a bunch of women over, have some food. Uh, You know, you'd have your neighbors over and you would have people pick a card and they would have to answer the question. And then everybody would go around and answer the question. And they weren't necessarily like spiritual in nature. Always. They were just maybe thought provoking or um, just to get to know each other. And so I don't think that that is even a bad concept. Like, I think that it's, it it can be helpful, you know, to just have people over and have conversations about, you know, um, life or, uh, even semi-deep conversations that don't necessarily reach all the way to, let's say you're talking about the Bible with someone because you've got to build a relationship, right? So I think that they're it, creating some pathways for sharing the gospel is, is a good idea. And, and I think that that is, um, admirable. Uh, but what I would say about it is that I never would have reached a place of really knowing how I should share the gospel or why I should share the gospel with my neighbors. If, if gathering was like where I stayed at a spiritual maturity level, if that was all that I consumed, I don't think I would have had the motivation doctrinally or scripturally to really know why I should share my faith or, or how to even really do that well, um, and so that would be the problem is like it has this good heart behind it, but I don't feel that it really equips people um, to do that work, if that makes sense. It's kind of just this idea of building a longer table, but potentially not really speaking any truth that would offend to someone.
1: No, that that definitely makes sense. It sounds very much like a hospitality movement, mm-hmm. you know, like you just go over to people's houses and enjoy and hang out but maybe not Mm -hmm. have any like real substantive meaningful type conversation
0: right or like that it stays there stays shallow forever i you know it has to start somewhere right but then like what how do you ever grow um and the last positive is just really not about if but it's about that god is god and so um what i mean is just that like if gathering might be someone's first introduction to the gospel or to the bible and they may hear some things that are true at that event and even good. And that might prompt them to look deeper and grow. And wherever that happens, I'd say God is using all things for his glory and our good, uh, the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, like Romans 8.28 says. But that's very different than saying if gathering is something that you should attend as a believer and as someone who's wanting to grow in your faith.
1: Yeah, that's really good. So what most concerns you about the if gathering?
0: Yeah. Um, so I think there's kind of three categories. The first one is, um, the premise and the premise of the organization and the solution offered. Um, and the next is the doctrinal matters, um, that the doctrinal issues that both Jenny and then those who she associates bring up, um, and then her partnering with either false teachers or people who just teach false teachings, because those are two different categories. Um, just the the continued partnership with those people are the the kind of three points that I, I want to hit. But on that first one, the whole idea that like, if God is real, uh, this is, and I want to, before I even go any further, I want to give a little shout out to Michelle Leslie, because she has a website where she really provides a very thorough breakdown of so many teachers, including Jenny Allen, um, and where they either depart from scriptural teaching or maybe partner with false teachers. She has a lot of documentation on that. Um, Some would call it heresy hunting, but really she's just providing evidence of like, hey, if this person is perpetually speaking to um, a mixed audience on a Sunday morning, they are violating scripture, right? By preaching to men, if it's a woman. And um, and that's what you find with a lot of these female teachers that I'm going to talk about today. But um, anyway, so before I go any further, just wanted to give a shout out to her, but the if God is real concept is kind of a problematic premise for a Christian ministry, right? Like almost asking the question, its the a whole the whole ministry is based on a question, not so much a statement. And I think that, just as a, in a nutshell, kind of does define what you will, or what you should expect to find at if. It's not really built on this like rock solid, stake your life and your eternity on that certainty that God is the creator and that our only hope is Christ for salvation, you know, that he's sovereign and that God is real. And so I think just like that approach of asking a question, if God's real, then what? gives you a vibe, gives you a feel for what you're going to find there. And then their answer to that question is just not really biblical because, um, as I said, she does have a partner or a history of partnering in ministry with false teachers, female pastors, women who preach to men. Um, And I would just say overall shows a lack of discernment in the choices that she's made with her ministry, Um, especially as it's grown 10 years um, I would have hoped to see some more growth, you know, kind of in her personal choices of who she partners with over those ten years. But it feels like it's kind of the same thing every year. and it's recycled, regurgitated, um the same type of stuff. Uh, so so that's kind of the first the first issue, Okay. So some of the guests, and so let's talk about first Jenny just personally because she is the founder. She is the figurehead of it. Um. You know, I think it's important to go to the source, you know, not just say, well, here, here's who she has at the conference. But what does she believe? Who does she associate? It? Where does she where has she done speaking events? What what who does she have on her podcast? Whose podcast does she go on? And so um, some of the guests that she's had on include um, people who I would say either are false teachers or are promoting false teachings. And I'm just going to go through a few of them. So Priscilla Shirer, I'm not gonna be able to get into like depth on every single one of these, but I do have some high points on some of them for you to look into further. And then Michelle Leslie's website is another good resource, but Priscilla Shirer, Crystal Evans, Hurst, Beth Moore, you know, Beth Moore has made her main gist of her ministry lately, uh, opposing Donald Trump and his fans. And she's more angry at Trump than she is at abortion or illegal immigration or any other number of issues. Um, her daughter has been very outspoken about that as well. Um, Christine Kane, uh, who again does share false teachings regularly also preaches to men diversity expert and black lives matter supporter latasha morrison um jenny's done multiple episodes with latasha latasha is the founder of be the bridge which is basically an organization that teaches crt through a christian lens which is critical race theory um and i used to i used to listen to latasha morrison on jamie ivy's podcast i was like deeply embedded in this world so I feel like it's hard for me to sometimes communicate all the issues because I just witnessed them and they were part of my, you know, awareness and like personal experience that I'm trying to go back and dig up what was, what are the actual issues? Because it was so obvious to me at the time that now now to come back and like reevaluate it from a just sort of like documenting what was said is, is really interesting. But Essentially, Latasha teaches that, you know, when you come into her groups, um, it's very like do the work to become an ally, but you're always going to be racist and have inerrant racism um, because if you're white, racism is prejudice plus power. You have to do the work to build bridges, which means actually that white people, when they come into her group, they're not allowed to speak for a number of weeks. They just have to listen. It's really, really odd, very not biblical, very anti-biblical to this idea of racial reconciliation. Um, It's a very hopeless and anti-gospel approach, uh, to be honest. So that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, these are the people that Jenny has done lots of ministry stuff with. Just last year at the conference, she had John Mark Comer, who has written a very popular book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, um, which alongside some good ideas about rest and slowing down in your life, he also teaches from a pretty progressive lens about God, sin, salvation. He teaches contemplative prayer, Lectio Divina. He has more of a mystical approach to what he calls spiritual formation. And terms like that um, were present in our old church where we left about four years ago. Um, We were actually, as a church, using John Mark Comer's small group materials in our small groups for our main resource. And um, he has this whole new website called practicing the way which is very has a big emphasis on emotional health and i would describe it as kind of a modern psychology informed approach to spiritual growth so it's very um it's very secular in nature not biblical based it's not word first you know world biblical worldview and let's view the the world through the Bible. It's more like let's view the Bible through the lens of modern psychology and emotional health. And that's how we grow. The key is in understanding these other things, these other, um, ideas, but it's a very edgy and popular take very mainstream big Eva. Um, and so you kind of just have this, uh, feeling that you're sitting at the popular kids table, you know, wherever Jenny is it's like the popular people in the larger movement of evangelical, um, life. So the Beth Moore's, the Max Lucado's, Jamie Ivey, Annie Downs, Bianca Oltoff, Christine Kane. Um, and what I'll say is like, I I watched three years in a row um, from, I think, 2018 to 2020. And I was, I was very committed to this. Like, I loved the events. I remember one year I was watching, I was like six months pregnant, painting our kitchen cabinets, and I had it going on my laptop and was listening and watching kind of simultaneously on a Friday night. And I, I really like set aside time for this. I loved it. I thought it was helping me, but I think like one of the things that I've noticed just as I've grown in maturity is that when you're a baby Christian, you depend more on feelings to kind of fuel your spiritual life. The feeling of being close to God, the feeling of intimacy with him, the feeling of kind of being in a good spot in your walk based on how your performance is going or how you're doing. and Um, or whether you had a really good, you know, time worshiping God at a concert or at church or wherever, those things make you feel close. They kind of help you get rubbed up, focus back on God. Right. But the issue for me is that they are not designed to provide the the event is not designed to provide you with more depth or maturity or wisdom. It's designed to maybe just be more of like a beautiful, meaningful experience, which I don't think is bad in and of itself, but it doesn't ultimately equip people. And so overall, I would say I felt that looking back, it is, they are serving up milk, not meat. Um, And so it's like a milk bar, you know, like all different flavors of milk, types of milk. Do you need milk for your marriage, milk for your emotional health, milk for your feelings, milk for, you know, the way you cope with your life? All these like topics that women would find very interesting and intriguing and probably do need help with. But the question is like, where are you getting the source of your sustenance? And so those topical teachings, you know, there really is no exposition of scripture. There's no walking through scripture verse by verse. It's more so that they would have a topic and they would pull in a couple of Bible verses here and there, um, which I am not against any topical preaching, but the problem is like when you have someone who you don't know as a sound teacher, it's much easier for them to veer into like false teachings or twisting scripture when you're not anchored in the text, you know, and you know, this, you're an expert, but, uh, that would be a major problem is you've got like women, you know, teaching, um, who are not necessarily pastors or, or teachers and, or people who are not really sound. And then it's they there's less, uh, protection for them to not twist that scripture and use that for their own agenda because it's not really, they're not walking through the text. And so, it, the individual can make it what they want. Um, but it, I would, I described it as like, I felt like I was having 100 calorie snack pack after 100 calorie snack pack, you know, like those little packages you open up and my kids love them, you know, like Teddy Grahams or Cheez-Its or something. it's like, yeah, it takes the edge off your hunger, but it's nutritious. It's not su- going to sustain you. It's it's actually going to make you pretty unhealthy if that's all you're ever eating. And so I was personally a consumer of that type of Christian content, whether it be podcast episodes on how the Enneagram could help my marriage, stories of people's faith journeys, um, things that in and of themselves, someone may say, well, how is that problematic? But again, it goes back to it. It never equipped me to study God's word for myself, to know his word, to know him through it. It kept me in this. I've got to keep coming back for more of the snack packs from these teachers. And I've got that. I need them to feed me. I need them to give me truth, you know, Um, so I'd say in a best case scenario, you outgrow if, you know, uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be staying at IF gathering for year after year after year. That would demonstrate to me that there's a perpetual immaturity going on and that you haven't graduated, you know, and I started there and I'm so thankful that I didn't stay there. Um, so I'll stop there and, and let you, let you say something. I want to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors, and that is W2 Beef Co. W2 Beef Co is a husband and wife team that sells grass-fed grain-finished beef in bulk shipped for free straight to your door. This is no hassle. It is buying... Um, quality meat that you know is raised by people who care and uh, have given their animals the best treatment, the best life, which will impact your health directly as you consume that beef. Now, what's important for you to know today is that they have deposits open on their website at w2beefco.com. That means you can place a deposit down on a portion of a cow. So you can buy a a whole cow, a half, a fourth, um, an eighth, I believe. Yeah, down to an eighth. And those deposits close March 1st, 2024. So do not wait on this. Once you place your deposit, you will continue to hear updates from them on the stage your beef is at, um, how they're raising your beef on the grasslands of Kansas and Oklahoma, and they will keep you involved every step of the way. For the last three months, they finished their cattle on grain for the best taste and meat marbling. Uh, And then their craft butchers dry age your beef for 14 to 21 days, which makes for amazing flavor and tenderness. You receive an invoice for the balance due and confirm that you'll be home to receive it via shipping. And then you will get your beef in November, just in time to restock your freezer for another cold winter, wherever you are, Uh, whether that's cold or not, you should have a stocked freezer. We have one in our garage, it is full of W2 beef and I cannot tell you just the peace of mind that it is to have good quality beef when you really don't know what to expect from meat prices, from availability, from safety and quality standards these days, I am so thankful for this company and for ranchers like them who are continuing to do good work when the big food industries are failing us. So check out w2beefco.com to learn more about buying in bulk and how you can get a freezer full of premium beef Today,
1: Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what you have to say. It, what you're, what you're describing though, is a huge problem in the church today. You know, in the Word Matters, we've talked mm-hmm. about this before. We have a theology from above, which is the Word of God. It's the, you know, the inerrant, um, inspired, sufficient, clear, and binding Word of God. But the theology from below is the problem, where you have feelings and mm-hmm. the Word running on the same train tracks, if you will. And what you describe is exactly that. That's, that's the problem with all of these types of movements is oftentimes just about what I feel and what I think. And so you have all these, you know, why not just gather everybody together that's popular and cool like you did in high school and when you were trying to be supposedly cool when you probably weren't. Okay, let's just be real about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I was guilty of that. Okay. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of what this, what this situation is. She's, she's worked with she's been a featured speaker again Michelle Leslie um this has done great work as you said um we've had her on the show as well she's a great resource uh, she's uh, spoken at Jennifer Young has spoken at the Catalyst Conference so she's teaching preaching to men um she's uh, been featured with a number of false teachers including you know unfortunately Andy Stanley Brian Houston um, quote unquote, female pastor Charlotte Gamble, Brandon and Jen Hatmaker, Rebecca Lyons, mm-hmm. um, on and on. She's preached at Dallas Theological Seminary uh, February 15, 2022. Um, she preached at the porch um, uh, September 15, 2021. Um, she preached at Oklahoma Baptist University March 10th, 2021, where all students are required to attend chapel. She preached at uh my alma mater liberty university uh march 6 2020 um Mm. and on and on on and on you go she has been on um let's see who it is it's uh she's been on i know you're going to probably go here but she's been Mm. on with ian morgan crone who's a leader of the enneagram movement which we've talked about many times Mm -hmm. this is this is somebody to not ever listen to at all and here she is you know, she's listening to these people and she's supporting these people. The most concerning one to me um, here is, you know, she she boasted about um, she's at a meeting with 20 women leaders, including Bianca Old under the wisdom of Christine Kane and Joyce Meyer with mm-hmm. uh, Annie, Annie F. Downs. All of these. If you don't know who any of those names are. That's fine. But when you go look at the top podcasts under uh, Apple Mm -hmm. Podcasts, under religion, they are all there. Annie Downs, um, Christine Kane, Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer is especially concerning because, um, you know, I'll just I'll just focus on on this just a little bit here. Joyce Meyer is so concerning because she's just old school word of faith. Just believe it and it'll happen. And and Mm -hmm. so so but where's the Bible? Where's the word of God? Where she claims to be a Bible teacher, Joyce Meyer, all these preachers—it's—it's it's like supposed preachers, teachers—they're—they're they're all extremely popular. And you, sometimes, if you really want to be fascinated by w- w- the current state of the church. What I do is I just go look at Apple podcasts and what is the most popular podcast Mm -hmm. and like almost every single one of them that you look. There's a few of them like Costi and uh, Jay Warner Wallace and and a few others. uh, John MacArthur's on there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a few, few, very few that are that are really good and really solid. But the overwhelming majority of those on that list, they're all bad like almost every you even have even have new age teachers on under religion and uh spirituality and the christian category you have new age teachers on that those lists and that that just drives me batty i'm just like and we wonder why Mm -hmm. we have problems in the church it's because like you were touching on just to draw this out again it's this feelings mentality it's it's my emotional uh whatever i want it's 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 you know, what do I, what am I going to get? Like, I'm going to, like you talked about a snack pack. It's like, how fast can I drive through McDonald's and just get my quick fix of quote unquote uh, drive-by theology it's been called. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's like, we can't, we can't treat the word of God that way. It's supposed to be a slow, steady process, mm-hmm. you know, right. of sanctification of growing and, and not a, snap your fingers and and this is we've arrived and so i think you're spot on what you said you know we can't you can't snack or feed on this type of theology very long without it suffocating your spiritual growth um Mm -hmm. and and whatever wherever you're at on a lot of different theological matters this this really matters because this kind of gathering is symptomatic of a larger problem in the church today that's why we're talking about it because what it what it really gets to the heart and what it really demonstrates guys is it demonstrates the progressive liberal theology that is based and rooted really in feelings above the word of God and that should Mm -hmm. I know some people don't like it when I say that I, I understand that you don't like it when I say that but it's still the truth and, and when the church has gone this way, they have moved, as Jay Gresham Machen said in 1920 in his book, uh, Christianity and Liberalism. Very famous book. Never read it. Read it. Um, he says different religion. That was over 100 years ago, guys, 100 years ago, Jay Gresham Machen was describing movements. Like we're seeing with the if gathering movements that oppose biblical Christianity, they lead to all different paths and all different ways. There's only one path. There's only narrow is the gate, right? The way mm-hmm. is restricted, and it's only through uh, Jesus Christ alone. So um, mm-hmm. you're, you're spot on in everything that you're saying. I'll, I'll turn it back to you.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I I just I was looking at some of the past topics from past years. What what were the so we talked some about the speakers. I have a, a little more on some of the speakers, but here's some of the topics that they've uh, they've addressed. So, and, and I also want to say like not all of these are immediately red flags, and I think some of them are probably good conversations to have. Um, but I guess the bigger question would be what is missing from this what What do you see that's not present it's not so much that the things that are present are always wrong although some of them are like the race racial reconciliation social justice stuff gets very very unbiblical very quickly um but here, here you go so an honest look at the ways we cope uh you know this says it, what are some of the ways that we've found more accept acceptable to cope with stress pressure or uncomfortable emotions maybe it's likes on instagram a few glasses of wine at the end of the day or gossiping with your friends while our culture may find them acceptable, it can fi- it can mean a slow drift away from holiness and faithfulness. I agree with that, you know, um, building a resilient life, uh, choosing a healthy marriage, how not to save the world, revealing God's love to the people right next to you, how to reconcile in the face of unthinkable division, the story of Rwanda. Now, I will say some of these are hard to discern what you're going to find in it. Unless you know something about the speaker. So I personally know something about Jamie Ivy because I was Jamie Ivy's number one fan. She was the re- she was my inspiration to get into podcasting. I went to one of her in-person events, met her, took a picture. I was like fangirl number one. But she fell really hard for the social justice stuff in 2020. And so anytime I see Jamie Ivy, her talks on these events at these events almost always have to do with social justice and reconciliation. Um, which let's be clear. It's not that there hasn't been racial discord or uh, wickedness around slavery in the past of our, our country, obviously. But it is the question is, what do you view as the solution to that? Is it build equity right, and level the playing field? Is it social justice or is it biblical justice? And the fact that believers are unified through Christ's work not our own good works to become allies, right? Anyway, another conversation entirely, but uh the best of you break free from painful patterns and discover your true self in God. And then there's one called the story of the Bible um so that one may be good, you know that might that might be a good one. Um, so you're gonna see some good ones and some bad ones. some that are like, you know, oh that that might be helpful. take back your family was in 2022. Uh, Jefferson and Alyssa Bethke. I know a lot of people love their stuff. I'm not super familiar with them. But again, Jamie Ivey's topic was living with compassion and conviction. And she did that with Justin Giboni, who is the founder of the AND campaign. He preaches this 3rd wayism when it comes to politics. So he's like, neither Democrats nor Republicans have the answer. But then at the end of the day, his solution often has to do with just going ahead and voting in the most compassionate Christ-like way which his conclusion often lands on the Democrats because you know because they they're their whole life pro-life from womb to tomb from not just the baby but you know they well they they provide more um you know they want to do more education on sex ed and provide condoms and provide you know they want to prevent and so they there's ways that like these people just twist really a biblical definition of things. And again, unless you've been consuming a lot of their content, I don't think you're going to notice that as a attendee at if one year, I don't think it's, I don't think you're going to get the most controversial of any of these individuals content, but it's going to open you up to them and sort of normalize them to you. And then as you start learning from them, you will hear more and more and more. You'll be kind of taken further down the downstream, if that makes sense, like further away from, the truth and from really, um, scripture as an anchor. And so, uh, you know, that's just some of the, the content, but I actually listened to a few of Jenny's podcast episodes to kind of get a feel for where she at today. What, what is she talking about? And, you know, on her podcast, you will hear a lot about the brokenness of the world and the messiness of living in it. You know, she loves those words kind of broken and messy. Um, I did hear her mention sin. I did hear her mention the gospel and how Christ is the solution and how it's not our works that save us. So I heard some good stuff. Um, But I also heard how we are too quick to judge other believers' faith or souls, and we all need to have more grace for each other. Um, You'll hear some of the gospel sprinkled in, but there are subtle notes of kind of really misunderstanding scripture's call to believers to be set apart, to stand firm, to arrive at truth uh, based on what God's word says. And to not, I, I always think of, when I think of these people, the, the people who preach or teach at IF and the people who Jenny associates with, the verse that always comes to mind for me is Second Timothy 3, 7. And that is um, that they are the kind, or 3, 6, they are the kind who worm their way into households and captivate vulnerable women who are weighed down with sins and led astray by various passions who are always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And so, you know, I, again, I don't think that they're trying to do that. I think that they are themselves misled. They themselves have fallen prey to some of the um, secularism that has really seeped into the church. Really the church has welcomed it in actually. And that is the syncretism that is present in big evangelicalism, that we are trying to kind of look like the world to reach the world. I think that is a big piece of it. And, and so you will hear some truth on her podcast, but something that bothered me was she was talking about divisions in the church and she, she talks about that a lot. And you can, this is getting to back to like what you won't hear at if gathering, she talked about divisions in the church and said, you know, those make her really sad and that Christians should be unified and have unity. But I feel like the thing that's missing is she doesn't have an understanding or, or doesn't seem to have any clue of how. The division that is present in the church could be due to false teaching. And so that when you see Christians saying, I divide from that and I won't welcome that in, it's because we have to divide from error, right? We shouldn't be unified under error. We have to be unified under truth. And so, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 10, 34 through 36, do not think that I've come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and one's foes will be members of one's own household. So I think you have to go, well, how do I interpret you know, that scripture with Jenny's kind of big tent revival vision for Christianity um, when Jesus literally is telling us that his word in, in the gospel is going to divide families. It's going to divide members of churches who don't actually want to hear the true gospel from those who are wolves who have come in and are preaching a false gospel. And I think... There's this idea that like any division, anything that causes division is bad and should be avoided. And so there's a pursuit of unity, but it's at the expense of truth. So you won't do certain things if it's going to cause division. You won't call out false teaching. You won't, you know, say, hey, that's outside the, the a right interpretation of scripture. So that's out. You're out. You don't get to be at my event. You don't get to preach on my stage. You don't get to teach the millions of people who are listening and trusting me because I have a responsibility before God, right? It's this big tent idea that even if she disagrees with some of those people who she brings in, which maybe she does, there's still a trust that is, I I think, and a responsibility as a leader that is, um, I I really don't see enough weight being put on that, that like, yikes, you know, you're really bringing in people who... um, Are actually bringing—they are the ones bringing division into the church. People like Latasha Morrison who are creating division amongst believers that Christ has already unified. You're not walking in the unity that Ephesians 6 talks about. You are introducing and imposing division where Christ has leveled us all. Um, And so I I think that you know that's what you won't see is you will not see um, any kind of anything controversial. To our culture. You're not gonna see stuff that talks about, um, you know, uh how we should stand firm in the face of the LGBTQ movement. You're not gonna see that because she has people who are actually pro-LGBTQ at her events. Um a woman named, let me see, um, Miss Melissa Green, who is a female pastor and homosexuality advocate who has advocated for pro-LGBTQ legislation um promoted that on her facebook page you know again that's linked on michelle leslie's website she has taught at if or done breakouts at if um you're not going to see them talk about you know the transgender movement you're not going to see them talk about you know the, the things that are like or or how public schools have been overtaken by godless you know ideology and gender unicorns that are trying to indoctrinate our children and sexualize them from a young age like I, I, you're just not going to get any of that. You're going to get a very like palatable, everyone will agree with this. That's what that's what you're going to find. Um, so if that's like, if you want to feel good, you're probably going to love it. But if you want to be challenged in your faith and grown and stretched and really get into the word, like this is not where to do it. Um. So I, I was going to, unless, should I pause here for you? But I have a few more notes on some of the people who she's had at the events.
1: No, that's that's really good go ahead okay
0: okay so i mentioned john mark comer i mentioned beth moore everybody knows about her priscilla shirer rebecca lyons latasha morrison jen hatmaker was there back in 2015 i think that was before she um you know became affirming of lgbtq and pretty much disassociated with any sort of churchy christian events um like i mentioned melissa green the female pastor and homosexuality advocate Anne voskamp it's a name that goes under the radar a lot, but is, I believe, very problematic in her teachings. Um, I read her book, 1000 Gifts, back in that same time period, and I really missed this portion of it where she talks about writing, or she talks about how she traveled to Paris to make love to God. Um, this was in 2011. Uh, I, but at the time, I totally missed that reference because I just was, again, a baby Christian and probably didn't even know what that meant. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? But I remember thinking it's weird, but I didn't really like ask questions about it. And so again, baby Christians, who is, I think I would argue the target audience for a lot of this material, do not have the the, the scriptural prowess to see the issues present in them. But um, I found an article online that was really helpful in kind of identifying where Anne Voskamp, Voskamp believes in a or her books indicate that she believes in a romantic panentheism, which is seeing God in everything. Um, this kind of undergirds her writing and teaching. So, you know, I can send you that link if you choose. want to add it in the show notes for people. It's too much to go into here. But again, there's just like these concerning things in someone's writing. When you're saying you see God in everything, even the soap bubbles on the dishes you're scrubbing, it's like God's not in the soap bubbles. <laughs> you know, Like, let's not go too far here. Um, Bianca, Bianca Olthoff works as chief storyteller for the A21 campaign. Um, she's just a very like loud, boisterous kind of entertaining speaker, um, have never, it's just, again, it's very shallow. It's not deep. Um, and let's see, Christine Kane, Michelle Leslie classifies her as a false teacher. I don't know enough about Christine Kane, but I know she does preach to women and men. She has, Spoken at Saddleback, Rick Warren's church. Um, Dunif Gathering worked with Lisa Turkhurst and Ann Van Voskamp. Lisa Turkhurst is under Stephen Furtick's preaching at Elevation Church in North Carolina. Um, and Christine Kane has also worked with Bethel. So again, a lot of associations that are concerning there. Oh, Bianca also receives believes that she receives extra biblical revelation from God about people at her conferences needing healing. So there's that. Um, there's just a lot here. and Nyquist, I used to actually be a fan of hers and then she deconstructed. Uh, she now says, I don't believe our intuition. If we listen to it deeply and faithfully will ever lead us outside the bounds of God's vision for humanity. So there you have it, you know, essentially like listen to your heart and it will not lead you astray. So wh- how does that <laughs> like chapter and verse please. Right. Um, but she, again, if gathering, uh, Jill Briscoe, Angie Smith, Jenny Catron, Catrin, I'm not sure how to say that, Sarah Bessie, author of Jesus Feminist, who is a very vocal and um, outspoken progressive um, now. So, you know, there's so many more. Sadie Robertson Huff, again, just kind of shallow but popular with young girls. David Platt has fell hard for social justice and critical race theory in 2020, Um Layla De-, De La Garza, female pastor. Uh, there's so many other things that we could talk about with all these people, but that's just kind of at a high level. When you see the the people who Jenny chooses to platform at these events and who she chooses to continue to invite back, it just gives cause for going, you don't see a problem with this. You know, you you don't see an issue with these people's teachings. So I must assume I must assume that you affirm them because you're platforming them. You're allowing them to take the stage. You're allowing them to really expand their influence and reach. Um, And so it's, it's disappointing. It's kind of too bad. It seems like someone with Jenny's years of ministry under her belt should have, you would hope to have seen someone grow out of a lot of those, those early years. Like I would give grace for like, Oh, it started off this way, but she's really grown. Just like with me, you know, I started off a baby Christian. I was having people on to talk about the Enneagram on my podcast but I grew, you know, and I deleted those episodes and I apologized for that. And I said, man, God has really shown me where I was wrong. And, you know, and I've repented of those types of things, but you don't see that with if gathering. And and so it's ultimately those issues that kind of give me reason to say, I don't think that Christians should be spending time consuming this content going to if I don't think there's much benefit there. I think there's a lot more risk and cost, um, of, of being normalized and kind of made to feel like these people are safe and good. And then what is likely, what usually happens is then you start seeking them out in other places, whether that be their books or their podcasts. And that's where you get the really, truly problematic teachings. Um, that's been my experience anyway. So, no,
1: no, that's, that's all really good. It makes me, as you're talking, it really seems like there's just a lack of fear of the Lord in in this movement. Yeah. Like, like if you fear the lord you're going to want to honor his word and you're going to mm-hmm. want to teach his word and you're going to want to minister according to his word and instead there's there just seems to be a genuine lack of fear of the lord mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's, that's that's tragic you know um david platt man i i remember hearing david platt preach uh at tgc uh or T4, t4g excuse me t4g uh 2010 2012 and 2014 and man he he's a dynamic preacher and speaker and and even author um i mean but but like so many of these people and i could give a mile long list of names Mm -hmm. they've all gone either woke they've either now are supporting the enneagram or yoga or all all of the above i mean Mm -hmm. it's just um and and it's not even since 2012 or 2020 or 2020, excuse me, it's actually goes back really to around 2012. Well, you mentioned the the Mm -hmm. racial reconciliation thing. I thought at the time, "Ah, you know, I'm going to check this out. I'm like, I've never heard of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though I've grown up in the church, I'm like, what is that about? I'm like, okay, so we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. Um, and man, sure enough, come 2020 or so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we found out what that was all about in a hurry, you know, yeah. and, and that's the, by the way, these are just like examples. Cause I think Haley, the more the examples that like you've given, I've given, um, that people can, and really understand this is how mm-hmm. large the problem is. And, and when you hear about how large this problem is, then you can be like, okay, so I should avoid that. I should avoid that. I should avoid that but but mm-hmm. what we should also do we should pray it's not enough just to say these things we should pray for these people so we mm-hmm. should pray for David Platt we should pray for uh Jen- Jenny Jennifer Young and on, Jenny and on, Allen. on yeah Jenny J- let me say that again Jenny Allen yeah mm-hmm. and and on and on now we should pray for these people you know it's not enough just to say okay well these are all the things that you're there that are wrong about them we should have a heart of love um, mm-hmm. love demands that that we speak but it also demands that we pray yeah and we often we want to speak but do we want to pray do we want to pray for those who are caught up in false teaching and air and we should Mm -hmm. so that's that's what love demands so
0: right right and i like i'm an example of someone who started out really consuming these this type of content. And it was the, it was my study diet. It was just milk, you know, and I was on a liquid diet for a number of years, but God was faithful. You know, he was faithful to me to pull me out of those, to start to show me some of the red flags of the things I was consuming. And it started with the Enneagram and it started with actually a YouTube video of a husband and wife who really had been in the same boat. They had been really consumed with it and they were sharing the the problems with it scripturally and the, the problems with even the origins and automatic writing and just the the guys who received the information they were on drug trips and and I started going like that is not what my church told me you know but but it started giving me things to look into and to investigate and I eventually you know God really fully brought us out of not just false teachings and beliefs but a a wayward church and into a very sound solid biblical church where we have grown exponentially in just four years. And so, you know, no, God's arm is not too short to reach people who go to the if gathering. And, and I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, no Christians go and it's just a godless event. I I don't, that's not what we're saying. Um, You know, we, we've said, I've said a lot of times, I think you're going to hear some truth. You're going to hear some good things, but it's a friend was telling me, it's kind of like, you know, if she were to invite, uh, some friends over and her children have the stomach bug and she's like, Hey, you guys come on over. My kids are sick, but like, I'm going to feed you lunch. It's going to be great. Like, well, is her heart to be loving? Yes. But at the same time, she's exposing those friends who come over to the stomach bug. And is that really the most loving thing? Or would it be more lovely loving to say, Hey, I think you should stay home today. Like, I'd love to have you over, but today's not the best day. Um, And I thought that was a great example. It's like, it's not that her heart isn't to do good. It's that she's also introducing some poison to that person, some sickness. And I think it's kind of that people can say, you know, you'll, you hear people all the time use this. Well, can't we just chew the meat and spit out the bones? Well, I think, yes, sometimes, but how, at what point do you go, this meat is poisoned. I don't want that meat. I don't want to eat that meat at all. There's no point in me chewing and spitting when the meat itself is poisoned, and so that's that is my concern here. Is that although you're going to hear some truth, like a broken clock is right two times a day, you know, you're going to hear some truth because they can act, they can they can read some scriptures and scripture's true. And they they again, I'm not saying that you know everyone who goes isn't isn't saved, but I think there's a lot of misguided teaching, some error um, that just really for me poisons the meat and makes me go. I don't want really anything that you guys have to sell. I don't want to um, I don't want to learn from you. I you're not someone who I would aspire to wanting to learn from. Now, I'd rather learn from someone like Nancy Guthrie, you know, who's gonna teach me biblical theology, who's going to walk me through the scriptures, how to see the meta-narrative of scripture from Genesis to Revelation and see Christ in the Old Testament and like really equip me to know God's word and grow in it. And and I think that's so exciting. And I love learning from people like her. But if you just have a topical message on like, how to cope with your hard feelings? I mean, sorry, miss me. I don't, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Like life is too short and too hard for fluffy, and and watered down teaching, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's my that's my take. It's it's a
1: good take. It's a good take. So you know, we we've been we've talked about you know concerns. I think we've hit on a, a lot on assessing this yeah. movement. Why should Christians speak out against this movement?
0: I think out of love for God and love for neighbor. You know, um, this what sums up all of the commandments is "Love the Lord your God, and love your neighbor as yourself, um which implies we already love ourselves. <laughs> you know, it's not a command to love yourself. you do love yourself by by nature. But I think because we love God, like you said, we have fear of God and we don't fear man, and we we're we are to pursue that. Uh, of course, some of us do have fear of man, but we are to constantly be putting that fear to death and and dying to self. Um, and so I think because we love God and his word and fidelity to it, we speak out as a primary motivation. And then the second one is because we love our neighbor and we love people and we don't want them to see, you know, we, we don't want to see them get caught up or swept away by any of these, um, potentially false teachers or teachings that are being shared from either the if stage or from the teachers who are platformed at if, and then those people get introduced to them and, you know, kind of drawn away into some sort of crazy movement, like be the bridge, you know, and now are burdened and saddled with all kinds of anxieties and weights and burdens that they were not meant to bear. That is not Christ's um, burden for them, which is easy and light. And, you know, he's done the work. And I just think if you, if you really love people, you don't want to see them um, go down that road. And so, you know, I think that it's, it's obviously tough because there are people who have a real soft spot in their heart for this event and for Jenny Allen. And I think she's a super likable person. So I don't fault them for that. Um, And I think it's, I've heard that the event is very well done. It's beautiful. It's just like every detail is thought of the gift bags, the table decor, everything is just so thoughtful and women are suckers for that. I'm sorry. Like women like love that stuff and they eat it up and I'm not against beautiful table settings, but at the expense of being exposed to false doctrines into false teachers it's not worth it to me so so yeah i think love of god and love of neighbor
1: yeah that's good and and of course i'm sure we'll both hear from people who think well you know you're just doing this to call them out to to gain more followers for your podcast or Mm. instagram social media or whatever um for me whenever lol to that (laughs) i just i just i just want to i just want to put this out here when i when i talk out against these things okay i get some more subscribers and i get some more uh followers on social media but but for every follower i get uh, to the podcast or whatever yeah i lose a lot more More, it's way it's it's way more than two Haley. Mm -hmm. the the the, it would be more advantageous to not do this yeah so the the motivation i just want to say this for anybody that's watching you can see my face if you're watching the video you can hear my voice so there's no mistake about what i'm about to say my motivation is absolutely zero I mean zero to speak out against this other than for the honor and glory of God alone and for the good Mm -hmm. of people who are trapped in false teaching like you mentioned the the new age I was there yeah yeah, you were there the in the new age is entrapping people in a snare and a false religion that totally opposes biblical Christianity you you already talked about that I mean this feelings religion is really the modus operandi of the day it's the religion mm-hmm. of the day it's a I would even go so far as to say it's the it's our default religion yeah you know right. it's it's the religion we don't even have to make anything up it's it's just an idol it's the elevation of self mm-hmm. it's roman's mm-hmm. one you know it's it's what we love and what we value and what we treasure above god right. but we're but as christians we're to love god like you said and to love our neighbor we're to fear him. We're to love him. We're we're to come. We're commanded. Almost every New Testament epistle uh, has some concern with to address some false teaching or doctrine. Why though? It's it's out of love for God and love for neighbor. Mm-hmm. It, so right. so just just know that the motivation isn't about clicks. It's not about followers. It's not about views. It's not about any mm-hmm. of those things. Because if it was, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. Um, and this I wouldn't.
0: Is, this doesn't serve that end. And
1: and I and, and I also wouldn't hit do a whole month in June on talking about anti LGBTQ and transgenderism and all the other things yeah. that we talk about on here. If it was about clicks and follows and whatever, oh man, I, I you know it would be a total. This show would be totally different than what it is. Yeah. And so would yeah. yours. You know. So that's. That the motivation is to be helpful, to help people grow, um, to serve the church, to strengthen the church, um, to help them to grow. You know, um, as -hmm. as a somebody who's a theologian, um, I'm professionally trained. I've been preaching since I was sixteen. I I really, really want to see people get off the milk and get deeper in the Word. You know, I know that Mm -hmm. takes time. I know that you know it takes. It takes a, a desire to learn. It takes humility, um, of course, putting sin to death, and and all those things. So, th- so that is, if if you don't hear, if you you might watch this or listen to this, and you're like, well, "What what is this all about? Why is he doing this? Why does he talk about this?" I just I just told you why. It's not about mm-hmm. clicks, numbers, platform, or whatever. It's about the honor and glory of God alone, and the good of His people. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's why, that's why, people like myself and any others like Haley? We talk about these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you saw my DMs, I think that would help you understand. This is not about being liked because that is certainly not what is going on in my DMs. It's it's a lot more of you know um, hateful slurs and accusations and you know and it's hard to it's it's hard to speak out about these things. But ultimately, we do it because we do love god's word more than we are afraid for our name or our reputation and you know and god is judge so we can live with that i can i can sleep in peace at night knowing at the end of the day like i said what was true i said it in love and i'll just let him handle the rest
1: so. amen well Haley, where can people go to find you on social media or otherwise
0: um you can find me on instagram at Uh, my website is kindledpodcast.com you can find my show anywhere you get podcasts. It's called Kindled. So there you go.
1: And uh, Haley's show is really good, guys. I've recommended your show uh, many times. So hopefully you've got a few more people following you, listening to you. Um, it's a great show. I've been on there twice. Here soon it will be three times. I, yeah. always enjoy, I always enjoy going on and talking with you. You do a great job.
0: Well, thank you very much. Same to you. And thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah. Do you want to give us any uh, last thoughts or anything, Haley, before we wrap up the conversation?
0: Oh, I think I would just say, you know, um, the goal of the Christian life is to be made more like Christ and to be ultimately built up in your faith so that you grow to the full stature of of Christ, sort of like Ephesians talks about. And I think that that's kind of the missional verse for my ministry. Um, I would say spend your time, your precious time um, learning from people who are going to help you do that, who are going to build you up in your faith, edify you, help you go to the full stature, uh, and, and to be walking in a manner that's worthy of the calling of Christ Jesus. Um, don't go for the snack packs. You know, I know that it's entertaining and fun and feels good and leaves it's easy, but it's not lasting. And so that just be my encouragement.
1: That's good, Haley. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Equipping in Grace, and may God bless you and, and continue to use you for His honor and glory alone.
0: Thanks so much, Dave. Same to you.
1: Thank you.